welcome to the Nerd Party. Want to be a part of the Nerd Party community? Don't forget to like our Facebook page at www.facebook.com slash the Nerd Party and follow us on Twitter at Join Nerd Party. You can also help us by leaving a rating and comment in Apple Podcasts to help spread time and space to other listeners. If you want to contact us, visit thenerdparty.com slash contact, click on our show logo, and leave a comment for us there. and Space, a Doctor Who podcast. I'm Jessica Nunn. And I'm her husband and co-host, Philip Gilfus. And I'm very excited to discuss this one today. Yes, we're still talking new Who, and the latest episode, which premiered the other day, was... The Fugitive of the Jadoon. And for our Inside the TARDIS Library segment, we're going to be talking about the novel Damaged Goods, an eighth Doctor story written by Russell T. Davies. Very exciting. <laughs> Well, let's go into the episode. Would you like to read the synopsis? I would. It premiered the 26th of January, 2020. And the synopsis is thus. The Jadoon are on a hunt for a runaway, and they have narrowed their search down to modern-day Gloucester. The 13th Doctor and her friends decide to step in before anyone else can get hurt, but things are far more complex than they seem. A complex web is about to unfold, featuring a surprising new face and a worrying prophecy from an old friend. I feel like it's an overuse of the word complex. Right. I also feel like you probably had me read it because you couldn't pronounce Gloucester. Yes, it's only the place I lived for eight years, so I'm sure I don't know how to pronounce it. Oh, yeah, that. no, fair enough. <laughs> I, for, I forget. I took, I took a BuzzFeed quiz today that was like, do these places in England also exist in America? And it was it was places like that, like Gloucester, which you can find, obviously, in England, and also you can find in America. You know the one I got wrong? What? County Durham. Oh, Durham. Because yeah. I was like, yeah, Durham's here. And they're like, no, there's no other county Durham. And I was like, well, that's cheating. That's right. It's Durham so County. So I was, yeah, I was <laughs> mad about that. Mad about that. And I don't think it's Durham County, is it? It's yeah. just Durham. Which is in? Is it? Durham County. Oh, see, I didn't know that. <laughs> the county of Durham. And then Durham is the city inside it. I don't think I knew that at all. Yeah. I guess I just assumed it was in Wake County. No, nope, that's Raleigh. Well, yeah, no, I knew that, but I just assumed, because they're right next to each other. Right. But anyway, this is not interesting to anyone else but us. Apologies. Well, let's get into probably the biggest surprise of all, and that is... Jack Hartness! No. <laughs> That's what I'm going with. I mean, I know where you're going, but... <laughs> I mean, when the when Jack, the return of Jack is actually not the headline, you know you've got an episode going. Yes. We oh, my gosh. introduced, allegedly... To, to a, a new, new doctor. doctor. Yes. What do you think of Dr. Ruth? That's not her name. Uh, Ruth Clayton is the character, <laughs> but as she gets 
revived or whatever the word is. She is the doctor with a yes. TARDIS and everything. I'm very, uh, yeah, with a whole TARDIS. Very interested in where this is going because she doesn't recognize the 13th Doctor's iteration. The 13th Doctor obviously doesn't recognize her iteration. So what is going on and how does it tie into, of course, the demise of Gallifrey and yeah it's a whole thing yeah and certainly I mean I haven't sought out any articles to read but just for the Twitterverse so I've sort of seen hearsay that Chibnall has said that there's no funny business this is the doctor well I mean it <sighs> she that those were the credits mm-hmm. introducing yeah Joe Martin as the doctor yeah and so I mean there's I don't know I don't know we could speculate I could, because there was a rumor uh, months ago that there was going to be something where Chimnall was going to establish that there were a bunch of doctors before the first doctor. Mm. And I mean, I sort of poo-pooed it. I mean, if we really want to get diving into speculation, which we don't have to, I mean, the TARDIS doesn't look like the TARDIS until after the first doctor. You know, the police box. Yeah. At least it's not stuck that way. I suppose it could have looked that way for a second, maybe before. But anyway. And I did like the interior of the TARDIS was very cool because it did have that sort of original TARDIS look but mm. with new graphics because like the the um, circle things would move or there was sort of like the light would kind of when it was in motion. Yeah. So. Yeah, that was the suggestion that I saw was that perhaps it was pre-First Doctor. Mm. But even if it's pre-First Doctor, wouldn't the 13th Doctor recognize? Right. I don't know. Yeah, because, I mean, it, well, and I'm connecting things that may or may not be connected, but, you know, the Master says in Spyfall that we've all been lied to. Time Lords, as I assume what he means, Gallifreyans. So, what does that mean? And yeah. Maybe that means there's things that we don't know about ourselves. It's all very exciting. There was so much, so much going on in this episode. As is Chibnall's want. I right. mean, he likes to shove a bunch of stuff into it. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, there was a lot. And so the Jadoon, which is exciting. Yay, the Jadoon uh-huh. are coming back, and there are going to be lots of rhymes. They take way back seat, don't they? Mm-hmm. What do you think of what little we saw of this doctor? I'm just so perplexed by the whole thing. Mm-hmm. Just so perplexed. I did love the moment, you know, she's carrying around this giant gun and the 13th Doctor is like, the Doctor doesn't use guns. And she's like, I know. (laughs) Um, So that was really interesting. Hey, don't shut up. (laughs) Yeah. So, yeah, I'm just mostly perplexed and intrigued by the whole thing. And I did like, so the the costume change. It'd be interesting to watch this one again, though, because to get all the details, because, you know, I was probably paying, you know, half attention or something. But, because I don't remember, she went to the lighthouse or whatever and broke the, I don't know, I forget. Again, I wasn't thinking that. Was just, yeah, <laughs> no, something. there was a little thing that said, do not break or yeah. do break or whatever. And that was what she'd gotten in the text. And... Yeah, and which was sort of her <clears throat> fob watch, uh, if you will. Yeah. Just like the 10th Doctor. Yeah. Had. And so, and then she had her, her companion slash protector, Lee, who apparently got killed. I don't know, it was funny, on again, on Twitter, just so I see these things, uh, someone tweeted, like, oh, you know, we never got to see this companion pretty long, and the actor's like, did I die? Question mark? And then we're like, oh, wait a minute, oh, what are you saying? no! <laughs> Which she may just playing around, but who knows. And it might be that if he didn't, he has now, because uh-huh. 
don't tweet spoilers. <laughs> so yeah, it, it'll be interesting. I did like the costume; it was very bright and and cool. The glasses, yeah. um, and of course, I mean, I guess we should say it: first black woman to ever play the Doctor. Yeah, which is so, brilliant. Yeah. yeah, I mean, you guys, it's it's fantastic because <laughs> there was such a build up to the first female Doctor. Mm-hmm. There was so much opportunity for everybody to be like, no, not a woman, anything but that, you know. <laughs> and there's no build-up to this. It's yep. like, nope, here's a go. black woman, off you pop. Yeah. <laughs> and that's fantastic. I love it. So Chindle's definitely good at keeping secrets. Yes. And so, yeah. Uh, any more thoughts about Ruth and the Doctor and her mystery? I can't wait to see the next episode. Yeah. Well... Let's talk about the, the, what we thought would be the headline yeah. going into it, but then halfway through we were surprised, but that is that Captain Jack Harkness is reporting for duty. Yes. What would you think of his return? Oh, so excited. So excited. I was worried because obviously he's aging, right? but God, he still looks good. I'm, <laughs> I'm, I'm with it. I am down with it. Yeah, I mean, we, met, we met him just a year ago. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. But, yeah, he looked good. That was exciting. As soon as his voice yep. came through, I smacked you. I was like, <laughs> I know that voice. That was so exciting. So, yeah, wonderful. And so, again, the buildup, because they're in the little coffee shop, mm-hmm. and the Jadoon are coming, and the little coffee shop guys, like, I've got a file on Lee, and... All of this, and then Graham disappears, and the scene continues. Like nobody comments on it, <laughs> the scene just keeps going. And I was like, "Are, are we? Are we gonna talk about what happened to Graham?" <laughs> and then he rocks up in the in Jack Harkness's stolen ship, apparently. And uh, yeah, it was just. It was great. It was beautifully done, I think, from Graham's disappearance all the way through to picking up the other two, uh, all of it. I just thought, so exciting, and if he doesn't come back, I'm going to be really angry. Yeah, which that was my thought, though, again, in my hearsay that I've heard, apparently he's not coming back this series. Now, (sighs) what people have been fudging around with is, does that mean... This series proper, what about the New Year special, which apparently is a thing now. Oh, okay. You know, um, so I don't know. As long as he comes back. And, of course, we get what is beginning to be the trope of mm. Graham being mistaken for the Doctor. Yeah, um, which I don't know if, I mean, are they doing it on purpose? Like, in other words, did the other person... Well, Chris wrote this one, and he also wrote Spyfall, so he would know. I mean, he co-wrote this one. I um, can't remember. The guy who did um, Demons of Punjab was also the co-writer on this. Oh, okay. I can't remember his name off the top of my head, so I don't want to say it wrong. Um, but anyway, uh, yeah. So I, I, don't, I, I, I don't know. Running gag? I don't know. Sure, why not? Yeah, sure, I mean, why you not? Know, uh, I saw a thing where John Barrowman was saying, you know, getting to kiss Bradley Walsh, but he said uh, David Tennant was still better. <laughs> yeah reasonable reasonable so yeah it's sort of interesting where captain jack didn't meet the doctor which of course i'm sure all of our fan moments got a little uh frustrated but he got to yes. meet all the doctor's companions you know what would have been fantastic if he'd had alonzo with him <laughs> just as his companion mm-hmm. wink wink that's right nudge nudge <laughs> say no more 
So he got to at well, least... That was my Terry Jones tribute. Did you get it? <laughs> <laughs> but he got to meet the <clears throat> companions, and they got to meet him. And uh, and I think it's interesting, in, in a little fashion, of um, that these companions are getting to meet more of the Doctor's history. So they met the Master, who talked a little bit about the Doctor, of course, before they knew he was a Master. But even then, and then Captain... J- I mean, they only got a, a short interaction, but they're sort of getting more information about this Doctor... But I think that's really important because they keep asking her and she won't answer. Yeah, she's getting and so I like the fact that they are getting it peripherally mm-hmm. almost. Um, it makes a nice balance because she's not telling them anything, but they are finding out things. And I don't, I don't, I don't know. Why, <clears throat> why do you think she's being so? I don't know either. I mean, I get it. The Gallifrey thing is disturbing her, but I mean, is she... I mean, she's not protecting them from anything. No, I fe- no, I definitely feel like she's holding that close. And maybe it's just because she doesn't feel like... Like, all of last season, this was about Ryan and Yaz and Graham being her family. Right. She calls them fam mm-hmm. all the way through. And she's the one who gives points. And she's the <laughs> one who gives points. And now her quote-unquote biological family right. if you will Such her, her right. yeah her heritage is threatened and maybe that disrupts her own balance mm-hmm. of what family is and that's part of why she's keeping it a secret um that may be way extrapolation on my part yeah but that sort of idea of this is a very very personal thing and it's requiring her to rethink her loyalties almost and of course in some ways i was like we really didn't get that much of captain jack i mean for to bring him back i mean not enough right i mean they must have paid him a lot of money for <laughs> for like a quarter of an episode really yeah at best yeah so but yeah it was good to see him back um so yeah, it's like Chindle's like, look, I didn't do anything last series. This series, you're getting everything. Everything. <laughs> yes. You get the master. You get the Jadoon. You get a new doctor. Congratulations. <laughs> Here's Jack Harkness as well in the same bloody episode. What do you think of his ominous warning? Where the lone Cyberman something, something, something. Something, something, something. Yeah, I don't know. Mm-hmm. It was difficult to... Does it tie in? And maybe it does. And again, this may be just gross extrapolation on my part but of course the master was killed in the cyberman episodes i mean obviously the master killed herself right if you will well if you will that's the best way i can think of to put it (laughs) is that going to explain how the master is still around as well is this part of that Mm -hmm. i i don't know i don't know because or is it bill well, like, for instance, let me throw Is Bill the Loden Cyberman? Or Danny? <laughs> there are options. What if, just we're doing wild speculation. Yeah, <laughs> which I'm totally doing at this point. Because we got introduced to a new doctor that is out there, what if the master is out there? You know, like, where does the master fit in? Ah, so the suggestion that this new doctor and this new master are outside of some yeah some but somehow connected in that way Mm -hmm. interesting you know does missy show up in the finale and be like who the hell is he yeah oh i don't know Mm -hmm. that that's an interesting idea that they are in you know 
Gallifrey one nine 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 or whatever. Well, I mean, you know. yeah, which they're saying they're not, but we'll, yeah. we'll figure it out. You know, they could be lying, which is fine. So yeah, yeah. Like I said, I would have liked to see Captain Jack, and I also want to see him return, but I don't know. Maybe that's all you get, and just need to be happy. Ah, uh, yeah. <laughs> Unless they're going to soothe my pain mm-hmm. with a little bit of River Song. <laughs> I'm not interested. I want Jack Harkness back. Though this, I mean, this is sort of skipping to the end, but I mean, obviously a lot happened in this episode. And I don't know, overall, like the actual plot, you know, take out the new Doctor Surprise, take out the Captain Jack appearance and just the Judean Fuge. Well, I mean, it's hard to take those are pretty integral parts, but if you do, I mean, it's kind of an okay episode as far as the Judean and Yeah, the it reminded me a little bit of, uh, Matt Smith's first episode when they're looking for Prisoner Zero right. or Prisoner One or whatever it is mm-hmm. that they're looking for. But I, I you know, the, the quality for the me for the series is sort of like Spyfall and then Orphan Fifty Five and then Tesla. But then it's like this, you know, Boom! you know. So it's like we're just gonna have like two down and then big surprise, yeah. and then two down, big surprise. I can almost deal with that. Yeah, I, I, you know, they were saving their money. Yeah. So that they could pay for John Barrowman. So getting through the rest of this, um, we do have the June platoon near a lagoon. Not a lagoon. It's more of a canal, really. More of a canal, really. <laughs> um. <laughs> that was random and funny at the same time. <laughs> so what did you think of the... Because I, I, I think the Jadun was the only thing that was spoiled, per se, but I think it's because they had to, because they filmed in the middle of Gloucester with Jadun, and they're like, okay, yeah, yes. That's what's going on. Yeah. <laughs> we cannot hide this any longer. Which I think the Jack filming obviously was probably inside somewhere of, separate. Yeah. Well, it was all inside. Yeah. So you can do that in a studio and sneak his ass in in a unicorn mask or whatever. Mm-hmm. And then the Joe Martin stuff, you know. Nobody knows. On location, but that's how it was sort of in the middle. I don't know where it was filmed, but obviously was far away from people. Yeah. Or at least a little bit far away. And also, you know, unless you're hearing the lines. Yeah. You don't know. Maybe they maybe they sort of dubbed something where they give them another line to say, and then they over as that, necessary. That's done in other series sometimes. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. Jadun, there they were. Mm. We got like a little more that I think than we got in. Yes, Smith and Jones. I don't think I realized that they were necessarily sort of bounty hunters, almost. Yeah, and that was interesting. And there are people involved, like the lady, the main lady, Gat. Gat, oh good, who clearly is not the one who hired them. Right, yep. And, and that's so, all the revelation, yeah. Yeah, and so... I think she was saying the Galfrey did. Wasn't that sort of the intimation? The maybe, Time Lords? yeah, yeah, maybe. So all of, but how is she involved then right. with any of it? I mean, she has a whole thing with Lee, doesn't she, about they were something and he betrayed her, or, yeah. Because she's a Time Lord, isn't she? Because they did the whole contact telepathic thing. Oh, yeah. So, yeah, interesting to see where that's going to go. Mm-hmm. So, just some closing. Yeah, so a lot of mystery there. Oh, Alan and the K. <clears throat> you can do better. You can do better. <laughs> yeah, that whole thing's a little bit mysterious. I mean, I thought he was right. <laughs> Is that going to come more into play? Is that a thing? Mm-hmm. What, you know, is he... An undercover Gallifreyan sent to protect the Doctor. I don't know. Yeah. Well, he was registering as fully human, but of course then so was the Doctor before she got de-doctorified. 
Yeah. It was the same thing with the Tenth Doctor when he became human, so. Yeah, we'll see what happens. It'll be interesting. I guess that's a lot of mystery. I don't know, I was going to say too much mystery, but I don't know. It's sort of see where we're going. It was a lot. Yeah. But yeah, I'm prepared to see where we're going with this. And if they don't tie any of those strings together this next episode, I'm going to be cross about it. Yeah. So. Like if they're just like, doo, 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 yep, nothing happened, on. nothing to see here. Doctor, even more quieter than usual. Yeah. I'm going to be very cross. Mm-hmm. Well, let's go into the TARDIS library then. Whoosh, whoosh, whoosh. When you close your eyes. I go to the library. Go to the library now. So for our Into the TARDIS library, we're going to be talking about a book, Damaged Goods, part of the New Adventures of Doctor Who series. And this was written by Russell T. Davies, who would soon resurrect Doctor Who. So he hadn't when he wrote this? No, this is from 1996. Ah, brilliant. So here's the synopsis on the back. The Doctor, now it's the Eighth Doctor, but the, the Doctor, Chris, and Roz arrive at the Quadrant a troubled council block in Thatcher's Britain. There's a new drug on the streets, a drug that's killing to a plan. Somehow, the very ordinary people of the Quadrant are involved, and so amidst the growing chaos, a bizarre trio moves into number 43. The year is 1987. A dead drug dealer has risen from the grave, and an ancient weapon is concealed behind human tragedy. But the doctor soon discovers that the things people do for their children can be every bit as deadly as any alien menace. As he uncovers the link between a special child, an obsessive woman, and a, and a desperate bargain made one dark Christmas Eve. So, I don't know if you remember, some time ago, when we were watching uh, the video during about the wilderness years with the Eighth mm. Doctor, in the video, Richard mentioned this book. Okay. I sort of kind of, I don't forget how he, he phrased it, but it kind of stuck in my head as sort of the R-rated Doctor Who book. Oh. And so it sort of intrigued me, so I had gotten it a couple months ago, and but finally got over to reading it. So, with the Eighth Doctor, I was sort of excited about an Eighth Doctor one. Yeah. But then, you know, I started reading, and I'm like, I have no idea who these companions are. Yeah. And it, it sort of seems like, because I, if I remember correctly, there was sort of a Doctor Who novel series, and then there was The New Adventures, which was another novel series. And so with these, I guess there must be a, a continuity between them all. Right. Which would introduce who Chris and Roz are, so I just sort of had to catch up. Because I had no idea. Um, I mean, they make reference to Ace, just like in passing, but mm. so, but yeah, it's as far as the like R rating. I mean, you know, uh, drugs are obviously mentioned because that's sort of a part about cocaine being sort of having some alien thing in it during the eighties. Was it fentanyl? No. Okay. And then there is some sexy stuff. Um, Ooh. But I mean, nothing too crazy. But I guess a little bit because I guess with RTD. You know, he does sort of uh, go into a little bit of the gay culture of this time. I mean, I say that, you know, he's obviously a gay writer. I mean, proud to be showing the, um, that community in his all of his works. And so you got a little bit of that. So, I mean, so, you know, not often you have that many gay characters in a novel. So it'd be like, you know, there was, this one guy would be going into, like, the woods where all the men would gather and stuff like that. So, but it is, it is kind of... Goes off the deep end a little bit. It's interesting, you know, the quadrant, which is this, um, you know, council block, reminds me, and I think there's a reason why it reminds me, of where Rose lived. Right. And the main family is the Tylers. 
Oh, interesting. So apparently Russell likes yeah. using the Tylers. He had already started his plan. Yeah, so it was very easy for me to picture where they live because I just imagined where Rose and, and her mom lived. Though obviously this is a, a different time, a couple decades or a decade earlier, two decades earlier. It was okay. It just got a little weird after a little bit because it's all about this little boy who seems to have some different powers. And then there's this sort of separate story of this rich family who's son is sort of sick and unresponsive and then she seemed to have this voice going on inside her head that makes her do all these weird things and then you have the tyler family and it's it's just a little bit odd as far as and i think that ultimately the r rating i mean this isn't too spoilery but a little bit like the death toll's very high in this book by the end of it (laughs) And it's sort of like there's a machine that's like ripping people into shreds and ripping people in half and taking heads off. And yeah. 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 It gets, it's a little much, especially for Doctor Who, you would think. You know, there's one point where like 11,000 people die or something. Wow. Yeah. That's, that's, yeah. Yeah. So it's, it's a little much. Yeah. Ultimately, I'd say it's okay, especially since it's RTD. Obviously, I was expo- high, had high expectations. I did find myself being kind of forcing myself to read through the second half of the book. Yeah, so it's it's okay. I'd say skippable, in my opinion, but it's out there. But if you're reading the whole series. Yeah, if you want to see what RTD did for his first time in Doctor Who. There you go. Cool. Very exciting. What are we talking about next episode? If I'm pronouncing it right, the next episode is Praxius. Well, that's, that's how I would have pronounced it. Cool. Well, as always, thanks to Wally and the Solonauts for providing us with their jazz Doctor Who theme tune. And until next week... Enjoy the Doctor's many adventures throughout time and space. This is BBC Television.